Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fabulous co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hi, Tara Lee. Hello, everyone. That's me. (laughs) Hi. So we are here this time to bring you a little bit of a different kind of episode today. Yes. So um, when I was on a road trip with my husband, we were listening to our podcast and it came up with the episode where it was just Leah and I talking and he said, you know, you should do more of these. So I brought it to Leah and she was like, okay. And so now here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I reflected on it and I was like, you know what? I bet there are things that Tara Lee and I could talk about that might be helpful for you guys too. So uh, we are going to be focusing on the topic of how to cope through challenging times in this episode, which I know that we can all relate to in our recent lives. Yeah, I can't relate at all because everything's just been perfect. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Well, everybody except for Tara Lee. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's been extremely challenging time. (laughs) Oh, come on. We all know that you live a magical life. (laughs) That is true, but it also has been very challenging. And, you know, I've been so grateful for the work that we have both done and, like, that we put into our lives because I don't know, it feels like we now had a chance to actually put it into practice for real because it was like bringing that feeling of live music into our everyday, but there's never been a time when we didn't have live music. So I thought mm-hmm. that that was like, yeah. I was so grateful for that. And it was like such an interesting experiment to be like, all right, so now I'm going to find out if this works for real or it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, which is why I think it's important for us to share what we've learned and what we have been utilizing in our own lives over the last year. So that's what this episode is all about. Yes, we're so excited to share with you all the things that we did because, you know, times are still difficult. And so maybe you'll hear this and it will help you a little bit to feel a little bit better and to be able to handle things a little bit better than you have. And also, maybe you're totally rocking it. And we would love to hear from you. So if you went to our Facebook community, the Groove Therapy Podcast community, and let us know, like, hey, I'm totally rocking this challenging time, and this is what I'm doing, we would love to hear that. Because, you know, we're only, I don't know, sharing our stories and what we're up to is, like, super inspiring to others. That's right. Yep. And this is only two experiences, you know, two life experiences. So we are a whole huge community and we can inspire and uplift each other and also just be able to be real about, you know, what's going on in our lives and how we've been able to cope with it. And and that's exactly right. Like Tara Lee said, this is not the only challenging time that we're going to ever go through in our lives. You know, this is a collective challenging time that we have all experienced, but certainly life is full of, of things like this in differing degrees. So yeah, so let's get to the info. Uh, but before we do that, I should definitely say that we are a part of Osiris Media 
And you can find out all about all of the other amazing Osiris podcasts at osirispod.com. There's some really, really great ones all about music and life and interesting things. So definitely check those out if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. And we are back here with Tara Lee and me. And Tara Lee, I'm just going to start this off by asking you the question of what have you found to be helpful in coping through challenging times? So I found it to be really helpful to like let go of expectations of how I think anything is going to be or should be or how I'm going to react or anything like that and just being present with it all. Because this mm -hmm. past year, if we learned anything, it's like everything's just changing all the time and we don't really ever know what's going on. And I mean, that's always true, but it really like slapped us in the face this year. And mm -hmm. so like the when I tried to control it or like wanted to change it or like got mad because it wasn't the way that I wanted it to be. I found that mm -hmm. that's when I was suffering the most, but when I was able to just like be like, okay, this like totally sucks and I am present with that, I was able to like move through it and kind of see, okay, so the truth is, is that this sucks and all the shows that I was planning on going to all got canceled and like it happened one at a time. Like, do you remember we still had hope for things and then they would get canceled mm -hmm. and you'd be like, oh, and then you would have hope for like the next thing. Like, I hope that doesn't get canceled. And then it would get canceled and I'd be like, uh, and it was so heart wrenching and like it felt really traumatic. And so when I was able to again, like be like, okay, this is true and this is what's happening and how can I be present with it all and allow myself to feel all the feelings, it kind of was able to move through me faster so I could see the, the light which I still don't know exactly where that light is, but there's like a mini mm -hmm. tunnel that I can constantly see the light at the end of. I don't know where the big tunnel, the light, I know it's coming, but still, we don't know mm -hmm. where that is. So I have to be present with that. That's right. Yeah. And as you were talking about that, and especially like, you know, watching things get canceled one by one and just a disappointment in that, I was thinking about like, what was what was my experience with that? And at first I was like, I feel like I just like turned it all off and like just expected it not to happen because I do feel like I like set, you know, talk about expectations, right? And being disappointed in that, that's certainly something that can create so much disappointment in people. And, you know, to have the expectation that, okay, well, this is only going to be for a month or this is only going to be for three months or, but even to think, this is going to be for a whole year. Like that's, that's pretty upsetting too, you know? So I was like, I don't remember what my process was around that because there's, there's like has to be a sweet spot of like, you know, not being too hopeful to where then things get disappointing, but also not to be too dramatic in the beginning when, you know, we don't know how long things are going to be shut down, but to think that, there won't ever be live music again. Like that's extremely devastating. 
Yeah. And I I remember, like, on the internet, there was a lot of arguments because some people were like, I am devastated that all of my shows were canceled. And then people are like, well, mm-hmm. you're super entitled and you don't deserve to be sad or something like that. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. like, no one can say what is, like, traumatic to anybody else. You know, like, if you feel like right. that is traumatic, it's traumatic to you. And that's okay. And like, you are validated to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wrote down like a list of things that came to my mind when I was thinking about coping through challenging times. And the first one was to let yourself feel because it is so important to allow yourself to feel those feels. And I am so sorry if anybody ever told you that you are not entitled to your feelings because that is not true at all. So listen to Tara Lee and I when we say feel your feels and be with that sadness and be with that disappointment and be with that grief of losing all that we lost in the past year. Um, Because it is really important to allow ourselves to feel and in a way that as much as you can, it doesn't have to be like all at once even. It can be just a little teeny tiny bit. And then when that feels unbearable, then go do something else. My dog is is barking in the background. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Your dog's like, I miss live music too. And it was really hard for me. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he's feeling he's it too. He's expressing his feelings just as he should. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also, I had a question too that came up uh, when you were talking to Lee. So I absolutely agree with you to like be in the moment and to feel the feels. And I'm wondering if there are certain ways that help you to be able to do that because I bet some people are going to hear that and they're going to be like yeah that sounds great but how do I do that yeah well one thing I definitely reached out to my friends and asked for help I was like I am like I'm feeling really sad about this can I talk about it and I have some people in my life where I know that they'll just like unconditionally love and listen to me and like I can whine and like do you know have like a pity party for myself for a little bit and they'll just mm-hmm. hold the space for me to be able to do that. So like that was definitely like invaluable and I'm so grateful for those people that like took the time to be able to do that for me. That's definitely one way I do it. Dancing it out is like a way that I can feel things. So just putting on music and closing my eyes. I don't know what it is about when I close my eyes. I can get like more into my body or something and feel everything that is real. And so Mm -hmm. that I would close my eyes and put on music and just like feel whatever I needed to feel and let it move through. So those were Mm -hmm. two of, I would say, my like biggest ones that I did was to reach out to people and share how I felt and just let it out. Mm-hmm. And then also dancing to music. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Well, something that came up for me around the like, you know, kind of being with what is was meditation. Yeah. Like, I think for me in my life, have finding meditation, and I will say that I used to be a person that thought that meditation looked and would feel like torture because I have a really busy mind. And I thought that, you know, to meditate, I had to sit still, which I also don't like doing, and be, you know, try to quiet my mind, which would never be possible. 
And so I knew it would be good for me, but I, I never actually did it until I was required to do it in my PhD program. I took a course and I had to meditate and I had to keep a journal of my experience. And during that course, actually, the teacher that I had, not in person, but through her books and recorded teachings was Pema Chodron. And she is amazing at really being with what is and teaching the art of compassion and loving kindness and just like presence. And she has a lot of books actually about being in challenging times and like pain is the doorway and really taking challenging times and, and learning to, to dance with them in a way that is graceful. Uh, so I would recommend Pema Chodron to anybody who wants to learn more about doing stuff, you know, being in and comfortable and challenging times gracefully because she was really helpful for me. And so I feel like just having a meditation practice has allowed me the opportunity to know that when things are falling apart around me, that that's just how they are in that moment and that I, I can be okay with that. Like I'm not, you know, unless of course there's something, something life threatening that's like gonna get me right away. Like I'm going to be okay. And I just have to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely meditation has been a big one for me too. I can't believe I, I forgot it. So thank you so much for the reminder. And I'm definitely like you where I thought that it was going to be this form of torture, but I actually like find it to be like my moment. It's almost like a mind vacation or even though you're so present, but it feels mm-hmm. really good actually, but not every day. There are definitely days where sometimes it it still even so feels like torture, but for the most part, it feels really good. And I challenge myself to just do one minute a day. And that means that's 365 minutes a year that I wouldn't have done if I didn't do it at all. And some days mm-hmm. I feel like doing it for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or a half an hour. But if I set out to do like, I'm going to meditate for a half an hour every day, I know myself and that's not something that I would stick to. But I can commit mm-hmm. to one minute. And I know that everybody out there, like I believe in you. And I know that you could all also commit to like sitting in silence with your thoughts, being present for one minute to see what happens. Yeah, agreed. And I also agree, like the spaciousness that I can now feel between thoughts does feel like a vacation. It's like, ah, (laughs) there's that peace that everybody talks about in meditation. Yeah. And in my life, I do an evening meditation. Right now I have my timer set for eight minutes. So I do eight minutes at night. And then I just recently added on five minutes during in the morning. So total, I meditate for 13 minutes a day. And for me, it works to just have like a set time. And I just, I set my timer on my Insight Timer app. And I sit, I like silence because I feel like there's just so much information coming at me throughout the day that like, actually, I like to just be in silence and be with my breath. Um, And Pema Chodron also has a book called How to Meditate. So she's a, you know, Tara Lee and I certainly we will help people with meditation too. But if we're outside of teaching that and you want another resource, then you can look for Pema's book too. Yeah. Well, and the like the in silence piece I feel is is super important because I remember when I was doing my yoga teacher training and Prem Prakash, um, he was one of our instructors and he 
said, hey, how do you meditate? And I was like, I go to live music shows and I go for hikes and I dance around. And he's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, that does not count. You have to sit in silence with a straight <laughs> spine. And that is what meditation is. And if you don't do that, then you're not getting the benefits of it. And so like, I do believe those other things are meditation also. But he was right. Mm -hmm. I was avoiding that sitting in silence. And once I like did that, I realized the power of it because like, obviously, I resisted it so much because like, as he said, it felt like torture, but it was like, mm -hmm. so profound once I like actually did it, that I see what he means now. Yeah, that's true. And that's where I distinguish meditation from mindfulness. And I feel like mindfulness can be practiced like anywhere out in life, because it really is just about bringing yourself to the present moment on purpose and paying attention. And then meditation is more of, and there are, of course, different styles of meditation, but that feels more like a proper practice. And there can be moving meditation, but I totally agree. Like sitting meditation, even for me as such a mover, is really powerful. And I think it's because it, it helps to balance my like natural moving tendency. Yeah. And like you're spending only 13 minutes a day and like, I know I'm guilty of this, but I definitely spend at least 13 minutes mindlessly scrolling the internet and getting my yeah. mind bombarded by all of these things. And if like, if I was like, oh, I don't have time, I know that I could find time by mm -hmm. reducing the amount of time that I'm scrolling and using that to meditate and it would be really powerful. So for those of you out there that don't think you have enough time, See how you can and start with one minute. I know that you all have mm -hmm. one minute of time where you can meditate. I just know it. Yeah. And for me, I've found that I love the evening and the morning. And actually, I just wrote an email about this today to my email list on balance. And what I kind of identified over the last week even was that I have these like anchors in my routine and in my schedule like my evening meditation and my morning meditation that I can rely on to help bring me back into a sense of balance whenever I happen to get out. And certainly this past year has <laughs> challenged everybody's sense of balance, I would say. I'm going to make that blanket statement. I don't usually do that, but I think that that could be true. And But just like knowing that I have that habit that I've already established, and especially at night before I go to bed and in the morning, now, right when I wake up, like it's just setting the day to put me in the space that I want to be in to start the day and also helping me to let go of, you know, all of those racing thoughts that could keep me up at night before I go to bed. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for success for a good night's sleep and for a good day. So, yeah. That's really helpful advice. Thank you. Yeah. And then one other thing that has come to me fairly recently around that topic of feeling the feels, I like to like simplify things into ways that I can understand and also that I can teach other people. So one of those learnings for myself comes in three different words about really uncomfortable emotions. And the first part is to feel it. So, you know, whenever we're feeling really uncomfortable emotions, it is important to feel them because emotions are here to tell us something. And, you know, they're going to start by like kind of gently knocking on the door, 
You know, they might be like a subtle feeling that we get. But if we don't listen to them, they're going to start banging (laughs) louder, right? And then all of a sudden, they're going to be like knocking down the door with both fists and kicking and you know they're they're gonna be at the windows and it's like they're just unrelenting and I know probably everybody listening has had that experience before I certainly have had that experience in my life so it is really important to feel the emotion to acknowledge it and even to label it labeling emotion can be really helpful to kind of pull it outside of ourselves and to see it as just something that's happening within our human experience And so to feel the emotion in whatever way that we can, to acknowledge it as just, okay, here I am being human and I'm feeling really sad about this and I'm feeling really disappointed about this and there's some grief and some anger, whatever those emotions are. And then the next step is to release it. So to release it through crying or stomping or dancing or journaling or playing music, or doing some kind of artistic activity, like however you can allow that emotion to flow through you is also really important. And then the third step is to shift into a more renewing way of feeling that is actually more aligned with how you do want to feel. So I love thinking of that three-step process, and it's been helpful for me in my life and also the people that I work with. So I thought I'd share that too. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Super, super helpful and insightful. And I actually, <laughs> so with with my feelings, like how you're like, okay, they're here. I'm naming them. I'm feeling sad. I like to actually name mine <laughs> and give them a human mm-hmm. name, so then I can say bye mm-hmm. to them when I'm releasing them. So it's like mm-hmm. sad Sadie. I'm like, all right, see ya, sad Sadie. Like I don't need you now. <laughs> or angry Allie. Like bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> That nice. really helps me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. See, I love this because we both have, like, I feel like we have such similar processes, but in different ways. Yeah, definitely. And everybody out there, too, like, you're probably resonating with, like, some of the things we're saying, all the things we're saying, or you're like, I actually do that completely different. And that's, mm-hmm. like, why why it's so interesting to be a human because there's so many humans doing human things and doing it their way. Yeah, totally. So if you don't resonate with anything we're saying, that's totally okay, too. That's right. So what are some of the other things that you have been doing to cope in this wild and crazy time? Yeah, so... I have a few things on my list, so I'm just going to go down the list. The next thing is to channel your energy, and that could be through a purpose, um, which can be really helpful. So if anybody is familiar with Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, it's all about purpose and how important purpose is. And so Viktor Frankl was a a psychologist, and he was living in Germany at the time of World War II, and he had just written his dissertation and had, you know, it was all typewritten, and so it was like this manuscript that he had at his house. Well, his house was raided, and he was taken, and his manuscript was completely destroyed. And so he was taken to the concentration camps, and he within his experience in the concentration camps was looking at the different types of people that were around. And he noticed really two types of people. And one 
was the type of person who had really just completely given up on life. And then there were other types of people who were in the same situation, experiencing exactly the same thing, but still had that like fight left in them, had that had that zest. And so Viktor Frankl was really curious, like, what is the difference between these two people? Because they're both experiencing the same thing. And what he discovered and went on to write his new dissertation on was the sense of purpose that that person that still had that fight left in them had, whether it's a sense of purpose to be reunited with their family members that they had been taken away from, or their sense of purpose to, you know, go back to whatever job that they were doing before. So it can be large or small, or, you know, it doesn't have to look any certain way, but some sort of purpose to be able to like guide that energy through and to keep that sense of fight and to keep that sense of spark in life. Yeah, I love that so much. And a show that my husband and I started watching during the pandemic is um, Naked and Afraid. And <laughs> I'm always like, it's it's the same thing. There's two people that are having the exact same experience. And sometimes like one has to tap out and one doesn't. And I'm always like curious of like, what is it in you that can like get you to survive 21 days without any clothes and food in like the harshest of environments, whether it's like freezing cold or you're getting bit by bugs or you can't find water or whatever it is. And it mm -hmm. is true, like, because they share their stories beforehand. And a lot of times the people that have like a big purpose for being there, they're the ones that make mm -hmm. it through. Definitely. Yeah. So what are some ways that you've connected to your purpose throughout this time, Tara Lee? Yeah. Well, so I actually, my business really got like ignited during this time. I felt like really strong that I want to help people to live like their most amazing lives ever because like we don't know when everything could be taken away from us. We don't know when like we could get hit by a truck, like a plane could land on our house, like anything can happen at any moment. A pandemic could happen. Who would have thought? And so I'm like, the time is now. And so I feel like that was like a passion of like, I want to help people to be able to like, live their most amazing life. And the way that I thought that I could deliver this to the world was by working with people and specifically people with ADHD who have a ton of ideas to be able to take all their ideas and put it into a business that makes money that changes the world that helps people. And that like really kept me going and gave me purpose through this and like lit up my light. And, and I got, I was like excited for every day because I got to like do this work and, and build this program and learn everything that I need to learn and, and create this amazing container for people. Yeah. And I've watched that process and it, yeah, you are definitely living your purpose right now. Yeah, it feels really good. I feel like I've always been on the journey of it, but it feels like all of a sudden, like everything clicked. And I think it's because like it had to almost like it was like, it's either you go for it now or it's like just going to keep on being the way that it's been before. So I decided mm -hmm. to jump in and go all in and like stick with something and see it through. And it's like, doing incredible and all the people that are in the program are like amazing and I love them and I get I'm so like grateful I get to hang out with them every week because they're amazing and mm -hmm. seeing the businesses that they're birthing into the world and 
and how that's making the world a better place. I'm just, I feel like, I mean, you could tell from my voice, I'm like so excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So what about you during this time? Yeah. So I also was able to take this time and, and really focus on my own larger purpose. I mean, kind of a general purpose of mine is to just help people and help the world be a better place by by helping individuals help themselves feel better. So that's always guided, you know, my work and and what I do in the world. But, you know, more focused purpose in that is by bringing consciousness to the experience of live music and really highlighting live music as the mental health and lifestyle medicine intervention that I see it to be. And I know that we all know it to be. And for some reason, it's not seen as that in the larger, the greater community. So I find purpose in that. So definitely this podcast is part of that purpose. And that's something that's come about during this time. Also creating the Shine Collective and just having a community of live music fans that are really wanting to prioritize their health and wellness. I mean, I feel like this has been a time for so many of us live music fans that have either like really discovered how much we rely on live music for our health and well-being. And, you know, while that may have been working totally great up until a year ago, like once that was taken away, it was really just so eye-opening to so many people of, oh my gosh, I don't have this. Now what do I do? And a lot of people went into like a really downward spiral because of that. And, you know, and then for other people, it was just actually having a little bit of space and opportunity to say, huh, now that I have the time, maybe I want to focus on my health and wellness and like creating healthy habits and things like that. So I just I felt like a community, a space. And of course, right now it's virtual for us to come together who are saying, okay, this is my time to really focus and to prioritize my health and wellness. And I want to be with other people that totally get me and understand me because, you know, the live music lifestyle is an alternative lifestyle, but, but we understand each other. And um, so, yeah, to help create that. And, you know, it's still, it was like totally just a, an idea that I had back in last May or whenever I opened it at first. And it's been evolving since then. And I, I feel like it's kind of like the live music experience to where it it will continue to evolve depending on the people that are there and the energy that is there. And uh, there's a little bit of make it up as we go along. And then there's also the structure that I like for safety and I know is important for safety too. Yeah. I love watching how you're bringing your magic to the world and the lifestyle medicine and how it relates to live music. And, you know, every single person that's in my program is also a live music fan. So and we like use the power of music to inspire and motivate us. And it's just such an important thing. I don't know if you know, um, the guy the, I've been following this guy from the beginning on Instagram, but jam band workout. And he just started a YouTube channel. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. I wish I could remember his name, but he goes by Jam Band Workout on Instagram, and he just started a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And he shared his story when he started his YouTube channel, and he was talking about how 
the only time he ever exercised was when he was at shows and then the show mm-hmm. stopped and he was like now i can't exercise and he's like oh wait yes i can and so he would put on mm-hmm. a show and he danced to a show every day for a year and he shared like videos of him dancing and he's a I think he's a photographer for sports, so he travels all over. So he's in hotel mm-hmm. rooms. He's, like, all over the place. But he made it a priority to dance to a show every day, and he said it completely changed his life. He lost, like, a mm-hmm. bunch of weight. He's, like, totally healthy and, like, feels the best that he's ever felt in his life. And it was it was really inspiring. And it sounds like, you know, it's that's proving exactly what you're saying and what you're teaching in your course or in your collective is like mm-hmm. he is like showing it and that shows that it's true. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend that actually messaged me on Facebook. She just sent me the link, but I didn't I hadn't watched it yet. And then it came up in another like somewhere else in a feed. So the name has been popping up and I was definitely intrigued. So I'll have to go check it out cuz that's so cool. Yeah. That he, I mean, he's bringing the show to his home so he can dance every day even when there's not shows. But yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Like not having music at all made me realize like how much I like I do depend on it for my happiness and well-being and like so many things and that I'm also so grateful that I was able to like what I said at the beginning to do the work that I've been doing because I was able to bring that magic into my everyday experience when it wasn't existing at all. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. like realizing like oh this is really freaking hard when <laughs> it's not here. It's way easier when it is here. So that was a big, huge eye-opening experience for me and I know so many others. And you're right, so many people spiraled. And so I'm glad that that you were there to catch some of the people spiraling and that I was there to catch some of the people spiraling. And some people like got caught in the jam band workout and they're doing that for themselves now. Like Mm -hmm. you all are doing it and I'm proud of you. Yeah, definitely. And that that reminds me of another thing that's that's also become clear to me over this past year, like the importance of not putting everything into one basket. Yeah. You know, like not relying on just one thing for all of it, which I mean, gosh, that's why live music is so amazing because it offers us so many benefits. Yeah, you mean There's I can't community. put all my happiness into fish? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not not the live experience because yeah, I know, I'm just you kidding. never know <laughs> when that might not be available. But yeah, there there are so many benefits that we get from live music, from the community to the workout, to the spiritual experience, to the positive and renewing emotions that we get to experience from the uh, opportunity to surrender and to find flow and like all of that. Yes, you could rely on live music for all of those things, but it's good to diversify. (laughs) Yeah, and find it within yourself because like everything else could go away, but you're not going to. Well, and that that is, yes, that's huge. And that is another reason why I'm so passionate about everything that I do as a professional. Everything that I teach people is something that they can do on their own because that's what I want to help people with. I want to help empower them with the skills and the tools to be able to use it wherever they are because we don't know what's going to happen in this life. But what we do know is that we are the only person that we are going to be with for the rest of our lives. You know, that part is clear. 
Everything else is uncertain. And so to be able to empower people with the tools to be able to ride through uncomfortable emotions or to find peace within themselves or to lift themselves up during challenging times, like that's really important. And if everybody in this world knew how to do that, this whole world would be a completely different place. Yeah. Can everybody learn how to do that, please? (laughs) Like now. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I know you need a guide and I'm not the only guide out there. Then, you know, there, there are many options and, you know, there's Tara Lee and there's me and obviously you, you connect with us or you wouldn't still be listening to this podcast right now. (laughs) Um, So we are certainly two ways, but there are guides out there and not everybody is ready to take that level of responsibility in their own lives. And I totally know that too. But for those who are ready, there are people that are here to support you in that. Yeah. And you're not supposed to go at it alone either. So like if there's nothing wrong with like needing support, asking for it and receiving it, like you deserve it. And it's just part of like being humans. It's like, I I mean, I I don't know where I would be without my support system. I don't even want to think about it without my like coaches and healers and all the people that I have on my team because like, I mean, I can't even think about it because I know that it would not be good. Like I Mm -hmm. need them. I need them just, I need them, but they are what helped me to like, they empowered me to where I can do it myself. So I guess I don't really like Mm -hmm. need them because they helped me to do it, but I couldn't have done it without them. I really don't think so. Yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, you learn all these skills and tools and then you go off and live life by yourself because you don't need anybody. Although I used to think that way. That's just how, how I am wired is to be just very independent. And for a lot of my life, I I guess I didn't trust other people, but I did find that like my true deep healing came in community and relationship with others. Yeah. So that was really important. And um, to find a community that you feel safe in and uh, feel able to show up as your whole self is really important uh, because we have lots of different parts of ourselves and they're not always, you know, comfortable with us, but they're they're all parts of us. I know. I'm so grateful that, like, we have both found this community and everyone listening that you have found this community as well. And, like, we talked about this in a lot of our episodes. Um, it, it tended to come up a lot of how, like, we're so lucky because this community is somewhere where we can feel safe to, like, be us and feel all the feelings and be present and like just show up however we are. And even though it has gone away in the sense of like dancing in a big show with a bunch of like sweaty people all like working it out, we still like the community is still there in the online space. And it's been that's also been an important aspect of that has still happened and that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So lean into the community and um, take advantage of opportunities to show up in the community. Yeah. And if you feel strong from that. Yeah. If you feel strong, like then lift other people up. And then if you're feeling weak, then allow others to lift you up. Like that's part of being a community too. It's not like 
everyone's going to be strong and everyone's going to be like weak and suffering at once, you know, like it pretty much is a balance because there are the people that are like feeling good and then the people that aren't feeling good and then together we can be okay. Yep. So the next one is move your body. We've been talking about, you know, feeling the feels and Tara Lee said that one of the ways that she's able to feel that is through dance. And I know that that is certainly true for myself. You know, when I was reflecting on the anchors that I have in my life, like two of the huge anchors that I have that I don't actually do on a regular basis, like on a daily basis, but I do on a regular basis and I make sure that they are in my calendar is to move my body either through teaching embodied groove, which is a live music dance experience is how it was created, but now it's become a virtual dance experience that is similar to the feels that we feel moving to live music or through my women's dance circle, which has also been virtual. And that is something that I have been doing for the last seven years religiously. Like I have not missed a circle. My teacher runs them some, well, she does spring, winter, fall, and then summer is summer light. So there's only like maybe once a month, but otherwise it's weekly with like maybe a week or two off and to have the opportunity, especially this past year, to move energy through my body, it was a two-hour time slot every week. Like, that was huge. And especially because I did not have, you know, my usual dancing to live music on a regular basis. Yeah, I've been making it priority to move my body as well because I always I mean, whenever I feel like in a funk or stuck, if I just like move, even though like everything is resisting it and doesn't want to do it because I want to like, I just like don't feel like it. But if I do it, it always changes everything and shifts my mood. It's like magic. (laughs) It's kind of like a magic Mm -hmm. pill. That's not a pill. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, I don't just put on a song and then start like raging it and jumping all around. Like sometimes I sit there and I'm like, I'm mad, but I'm going to move and I'll just kind of like (laughs) bop my head from side to side. And then before I know it, then I'm like jumping around and I'm like, damn it, it got me. (laughs) But yay. (laughs) Um, So like sometimes I just have to like be like, I know I don't want to do this, but I'm putting the music on and we'll see what happens. And I always end up dancing around. So that's like one. And then also I um, do this workout that's like a hit workout with dance and yoga, the rocking life workout. It's had lots of names. It was the weirdo workout. It's a super fantastic fun workout and also the rocking <laughs> life workout. But I've been doing it about five days a week for at least like two, maybe three years now. And it's something that like every day I would like look forward to doing because I know that I would feel good, like so good when I was done. And also I could like work through things while I was doing the workout. And then also like, Going outside, even in the winter when it was like freezing cold and it was like sideways snowing on my face, I still like Mm -hmm. would go outside and go for a walk. And when I didn't do it, when I just stayed in my house, I felt it big time. Yeah. Daily walking is definitely one of my anchors too. And also I always do like a, a yoga practice in the morning just to get into my body. I will say for me though that like doing the yoga practice or even the walk is that helps me feel really good and that can definitely clear my mind and and put me into those renewing feels but it's the the dancing in like a you know not without 
any steps to follow or anything like that. Like what you were talking about, just putting on a song and, and dancing in any way that feels good. That has been an opportunity that allows me to like move those emotions and to release those feels. So for me, they kind of hold different purposes. They're both moving my body. Uh, but one is like for good exercise and to release endorphins and to, you know, keep me feeling limber and, and agile. And the other is like to just freaking move the shit out <laughs> that was collecting like the stress and all of the emotions and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's like another way, like all of you that are listening, we're all different because actually like all of those things that I said really helped me move things out and like so they they have all those benefits but like sometimes when I'm walking I'm just like whoa like I didn't know that was there and I like let it out (laughs) or like sometimes it happens when I'm dancing sometimes it happens when I'm doing my workout so for me it's like all of those things are like important because I don't know when it's going to happen or where it's going to happen but it always happens during one of those things and then for you it's like very specific in the dancing and for someone else it might be very specific in the something else that's right yeah like swimming or I don't know cardio boxing or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah tie bowing (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so the next thing that I have on my list is to find beauty and gratitude um, which I think is really important. And actually, I I work with a lot in the chronic pain patients that I work with because in their experience, there's so much that's been taken away from them and so many things that they can't do. So I, I work with them a lot on really beginning to shift their their focus into, okay, what can I do and what do I have? Because that will help us to feel a lot differently. So, you know, if we're focused on all the things that we don't have and that we can't do, that makes us feel hopeless and helpless and sad and depressed. And certainly that's true. And those are there. And remember, it's important to feel that, but we cannot get stuck in that because that is just going to drag us down and keep us down. We have to remember the beauty in life Get outside and notice the beautiful flowers that are blooming right now and the the birds that are chirping and all of that. And also to, you know, remember the things that we do have to be grateful for because there are still those things too. And when we can think of and remember those things, it helps us to find hope, which is so important, and to feel happy and to find that resilience to get through. Yeah. And also like if this is difficult for you, know that it's a practice and it's something that is going to get easier over time if you practice it on a daily basis. And so it may at first seem like forced, like I, I'm i going to make myself decide what I feel grateful for today, but it'll start to become easier and become natural and it will be like you'll live in a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so like don't feel discouraged if that feels really hard for you because that's completely normal. And the more you mm-hmm. do it and the more you practice it, the easier it will feel. And like, so my husband and I, before we eat our food, we talk about what we're grateful for. And sometimes we're like, 
if we're not in the best mood, I'm just like, I'm grateful for this food. <laughs> and then that's it. But that's <laughs> what we're grateful for that one thing. And then other times mm-hmm. we're like, I'm grateful for the people that grew the food. And I'm grateful for the person who drove the food here. And I am grateful for my health. And I'm grateful for like, and we go on and on and on for like 20 minutes of all the things that we're grateful for. Um, so mm-hmm. it can also like ebb and flow. But if it becomes a lifestyle, then you're, you'll live in a state of gratitude. Even if it ebbs and flows a little within there, it'll still be different than it is now. Yeah. And that's a great thing to point out. Thank you, Tara Lee, because it doesn't come naturally to everybody. And the great thing is, is that like that gratitude kind of muscle can be exercised. And, and I was not a person that was grateful in my life. I always looked at the bad things. I mean, I would get myself into places where I could see the good, but the majority of my energy was spent on things that were wrong. And it wasn't until, I don't know how many years ago, maybe five or six or seven now, but I started intentionally paying attention to gratitudes. And so for me, I do a nightly gratitude list. And I know you've probably heard people say that before. And, you know, you might think that that sounds simple and like it would never help, but it, it helped me so much because it, it does. It's like when we, when we do that every night or on a regular basis, whether it's before we eat our food or when we wake up in the morning, then we train ourselves to find that gratitude and to feel that gratitude. And I'll never forget, it was probably like a year ago, I just noticed when I would go into my meditation, my silent meditation, and like, you know, the practice is to notice what your thoughts are, right? So all of a sudden, I would notice that I was repeating over and over and over again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, oh my God, I've like, come into this state of gratitude that's just like my natural state now. And that was certainly not the case before. But that was really like eye-opening for me that, you know, I wasn't meaning to say thank you. That just happened to be what was going through my head at that time. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Before I go to bed, I always like close my eyes and I just go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just, (laughs) and then I think about the things that I'm thankful for. Yeah, so it can be really powerful and it's also really helpful in getting through challenging times. Yeah, because it gives us that hope. Yeah, I love all of these like ways that you have brought to light. They're all like so helpful and why we've both been doing okay because we've been doing these things. Exactly. I know it's fun to talk about them together. (laughs) Yeah, I like it too. (laughs) So I have one more on my list and I'm sure that. There are more, but this just happened to be what popped out to me one night when I was thinking about this. But the last one is to connect with others who feel like you want to feel. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, it's like anything in life, actually. There's a lot of research that's been done that shows that, you know, you are who you hang around with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like... You know, you have probably about the same amount of money as the people that you hang around with. You are probably about the same weight as the people you hang around with. You are probably, you know, whatever. Of course, there are going to be, you know, slight differences. But on average, that's just how it goes. So if you want to feel more positive or you want to feel 
more resilient or, you know, you want to feel a certain way, then find the people who feel that way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't know if I have anything to add to that as just that is true and go out there. And if this is important to you and you want to like feel really good, like look around at who you hang out with the most. And if you're like, huh, that's interesting, <laughs> then maybe make a move. And or maybe you're just like, my friends are awesome. And you could just feel gratitude for them. Yeah. Or maybe you have a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel. You know, you have some that kind of drag you down. And and certainly I know that, yeah, this can be a, a process that can be challenging. But yeah, just simply use it as a an awareness to yeah. notice. And it doesn't mean dropping a friend if they're going through a hard time because they're bringing you down. Like you have to think about how they are as a person collectively. And so like yeah. if there's someone that's constantly always and they, they've brought you down your whole life and they don't care and they don't want to change, that's different than someone who like mm -hmm. is just going through a bad time. For them, you need to be there for them and they don't need to be like let go. But that I feel like that's like an important thing to say. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And notice, do you hang around people who are always complaining all the time? You know, that that's something to notice. Yeah. So, or do you hang around people who are, you know, really finding purpose and, and finding their gratitude and doing all the things that we talked about? Yeah. yeah. And we're here for you. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Tara Lee and I are both, both have and are creating communities of like-minded people that really have the same groove therapy lifestyle and mindset. So Tara Lee, why don't you tell the people about how they can connect further with you if they would like to? Yeah. So, um, well, first, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I just love Instagram. I have the best time. I love making reels. Um, I sat in my laundry box today and made a reel and had so much fun. Uh, I so saw that. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was about how I felt with growing up with ADHD and people trying to put me in a box and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I thought about, I was like, I bet Tara Lee loved making that. <laughs> I did. I had a lot of fun. I was like laughing at myself the whole time. Um, but so if you, if you just want to be entertained, you can follow me at rocking life with two underscores at the end. Um, but if you want to work with me, I work with people who have ADHD that have a bazillion ideas in their head and really need focus and guidance to be able to figure out how they can all come together in a unique offering so you can make reliable income doing something that you love. And so if that is something that like you're struggling with, like you have all these ideas, but you don't know how to like put it into something, I would love to talk to you. So you can also go to my Instagram and at rocking life with two underscores and just DM me the word magic and I'll know that you want to talk and we'll set up a time to chat and go over the deets and see if you want to join me for the Rocking Life Entrepreneur Program. Yeah, definitely check that out if that describes you. Yeah. And so, Leah, what are you up to and how can people connect with you and work with you? Yeah. Well, before I say that, I also just want to remind people that you have a, a Facebook community, um, which is The Magic is Normal. Yes, it's is The Magic correct? is Normal crew. Crew. Yes. 
Yeah. So that's a free community that, (laughs) yeah, that you could connect with, with Tara Lee and uh, all the people that believe that magic is normal. Um, So that would probably describe you because I don't know, live music is certainly magic. And so I think we've all, we've all seen magic in action many times. Yeah. And the gratitude piece is like, it's magic is normal. And I'm so grateful. And in that group, we like share and talk all about that. And like, you don't have to feel like you're being weird, because we definitely don't think that stuff is weird. We think that stuff is normal. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. we're like, bring all your freak flags and fly them here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important to have places um, that that we can go and show up as our full selves. Yeah. So check that out. And also the Groove Therapy Podcast community too on Facebook, which is a community that we have for this podcast. Yep. Woo-woo. Yeah. And I am also on Facebook as Dr. Leah Taylor. Then I have a Dr. Leah Taylor Instagram page. And of course, I have the Shine Collective, which I have mentioned, and that is an online membership for live music fans who want to prioritize their health and wellness and still do it in a fun and authentic way. I do provide teaching, so I have a masterclass that uh, topic that I'll talk about each month. That's just a way to kind of like anchor in uh, cutting edge research that on health and wellness or on things like self-compassion was a really popular one that we talked about, uh, creating lasting healthy habits, whatever feels appropriate for that month. Right now, we were just talking about lifestyle medicine. And then um, there's also opportunities to connect with members because I actually realize that people do not need more information. They actually need more ways to put it into practice. And so I like to help people do that, whether it's through share circles of coming together and really being in community and feeling that social support from like-minded others or uh, through accountability through other people or through guided meditations that we do or through dances that we do. So there's lots of opportunities to come together with other people and you don't have to make all of it, but I think it's important to have the option to do that. So I am opening up doors for the Shine Collective on April 22nd. And to kick that off, we're going to be doing a take time for yourself challenge, which I think is going to include some bingo and there'll be prizes and it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to be starting on April 19th. So if you want to sign up for that or find out more about that, go to drleataylor.com. I will send you the information. Ooh, so get on that so you can get the information. <laughs> you have so many yeah. good things going on. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun <laughs> to create this all during this time. And I'm just really excited about I love the members that are that are here in it now and I'm looking forward to to opening it up and inviting new members in so we can keep creating and cultivating this community because we all lift each other up. Yeah, we do. And we're also like, I feel so grateful to be a part of the Osiris Podcast Network community because there's so many amazing podcasts and everyone has been so supportive of us and helping us to bring this podcast to light. And I just feel so grateful for them. Yeah, definitely. 
I just started listening to the Undermine podcast, oh, yeah. which is like all of the fish, uh, well, not all of them, but um, some of the fish podcasts from Osiris came together to create Undermine and they're like going through the band's history and it's just so fun to learn uh, just like history about fish from all of these people and to dive into that. So that's been fun. And that's on Osiris pod. Yes. So check them out and also follow us on Instagram. We're at Groove Therapy Podcast and join our Facebook community group at Groove Therapy Podcast community. Uh, we'd love to connect with you there. And this Dan was right. This was a really good idea for us to just talk because we obviously had a lot to say and hopefully you all out there found it super helpful and interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And definitely, uh, you know, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast so that you can make sure that you're aware as soon as a podcast releases. Also, leave us a review or a rating on Apple Pod. We love to read those. It's always fun. And that's how more people get to find out about this podcast. And if you ever want to ask us a question, I love getting notes from listeners. Like, it's just so fun. I mean, we have so much fun creating this podcast, but like, we don't know who's listening unless you tell us. <laughs> so. Yeah, make yourself known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us, you can find me at Leah at embodiedgroove.com. I also still have that website up right now. Um, so send me a note if something resonates with you or if you have a question about anything, I'm happy to answer. Yeah, and you can reach out to me too. If you go to my website, rockinglife.com, there's a contact and I can also answer that there. Because um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you have any like if there's a guest who you think would be great for us, like let us know. And if you have a subject that you want us to talk about, let us know. Like we are mm -hmm. open to all of the possibilities. So please let us know because I love making people's dreams come true. So if you have a dream of something you'd like to hear from us, I want to make that come true. Yeah. Yeah. That brings both of us a lot of joy. <laughs> so tell us. Yeah. And we'll see what we can do. All right. Is there anything else? Or you think we are we are complete and we can send everybody on their on their way? Yeah, I feel complete. I'm just really grateful for you listening to us all the way through. That means so much. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. We love you so much. We're so grateful and I look forward to connecting with you all soon. Have a great day. Bye everybody. Bye.